0: Heavenly Father, we we thank you for the uh, the psalms and just wonder where where our faith would be without them. Uh, just can't imagine that uh, they're just so powerful and such amazing truths and their conversation and their prayers and their songs and. And they give us something to meditate on, and in life's darkest hour, they give us uh, words that that we cannot come up with, but they're words that are just charged with you and uh, and who you are. And so as we hear this psalm right now, uh, speak to us, we pray. We want to hear from you, and we want your your voice to speak, uh, maybe one word or one phrase from this psalm. Psalm 37, do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like grass they will soon wither, like green plants they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will do this. He will make your righteousness, righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It only leads to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed. But those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. wonder what words jump out at you or, or phrase. I, I wanted to speak just on the four positive things from from this passage. Uh, we're, looking at, we're looking at practices of a hope-filled life. Is that the way you feel your life is? It's hope-filled? Here's the practices of those who have a hope-filled life. These practices are attitudes, they're habits of the heart. They're not something that just happens. They're, they're practices that we, we put into place throughout our whole life, and along the way, we receive blessing after blessing, and we discover what these practices really are all about. The The psalmist is, is pre- preparing and, and put this all down for us uh, as an older man. He only he only lived to 70 years of age, and that doesn't, that doesn't sound very old, does it, for any of us that are over 50, right? That doesn't sound very old. Uh, some of us are past that already, but, but his life was just so full, wasn't it? His life was filled up. And he's writing this psalm of wisdom. And last week we had a, another psalm of wisdom. We had the F- Psalm 1 that Pastor Dallas spoke on. And this is Psalm 37, and it's almost, they're almost like companions. This is a, a wisdom psalm. Now David spent 10 to 13 years of his life running for his life. He also spent 40 years leading the nation of Israel. He was a known as a man after god's own heart he is the one whom god promised what your descendants your kingdom will never end wow En francais we would say incroyable that's it's incredible hey for this shepherd boy Um, He could have written that about the 99, right? Uh, And his descendant is the one that talked about those 99. Um, Maybe when we sing that song, we think we're part of the 99, but doesn't that song sound different like that we're that one that God is going after? Maybe we'll sing it again sometime and we'll think of ourselves. We're that one that God has gone after. Hey, and I think that song looks different. The psalmist starts out, remember I was only going to talk about the positive one, but I, I'm going to start where the psalmist starts. Um, it's a revolutionary thing for me. Uh, but, it says, but, but it also says it three or four times in this one short section. Do not fret. If there were degrees for it, I think I could have a doctorate. And fretting, I thought I was over it, over fretting. I thought I was a very—I look like a calm person, don't I, staff members? Don't I seem calm? Uh, But I know fretting, and I can't believe it. In the last two weeks, just overcome anxiety. That's something else, eh? And the psalmist says, don't fret. That fretting is, it means something that can just eat you from the inside out. And this fretting is about evil. Eh? What can happen? That evil takes over in the world. And evil can have its way. And, and oh, the, the evil one can get the things I want. And but the psalmist, he talks about practices that that we can enjoy him, hey? And it says, and for guys, this this is a challenging psalm because we can't just focus on one thing at a time. Um, They're couplets, hey? It says, trust in the Lord, and we can't just focus on trust in the Lord. It says, trust in the Lord and do good, hey? I'd like to just focus on trust in the Lord for a moment, but we'll get to the do good, but... Trusting in the Lord. The first definition, I thought, what is trust? And I thought, I, I nailed it right off on Tuesday, and I thought, wow, man, I can, I'm making progress in this, in this passage. Uh, maybe it'll be done by Sunday morning this time around, eh? and it's still not done, so you're just getting, the, you're just getting a few ideas here. But it's, it's al- I thought, it's aligning ourselves with who God is. And his mighty works it's aligning ourselves with that that's a good starting point and working definition but it's so much more and then finally on Thursday I'm like no I think I think this is it it's a dynamic relation that other sounds very flat right flattened out if we just align with it sounds like a mechanical term just get the steering at the front end aligned and will be okay uh is life like that no you can hit all those potholes just coming right coming from your house to while well, our life is like that we can hit potholes even today that we didn't think we couldn't imagine that can change that alignment but it's much more a dynamic relationship with god mutual cooperation God is cooperating in our lives with us and we're cooperating with him and and we're aligned with him and and we just say wow what does that life look like what does it look like you see those around doing this I hope so and we say and and the psalmist he saw it hey he saw it. Imagine how much fretting was involved. We just think he was so calm when he was in those caves and running from Saul. And, but he, he knew what it was to, to stay still and wait patiently for God to be the one to deliver. He could have delivered, right? He could have stood over and there's the end of Saul, and it's but but God see he aligned himself with god and his purposes and he was cooperating with his plan wow but that's trusting a god who's so much bigger and greater than we can ask or imagine and that's what trusting is hey aligning and cooperating do you always feel in a cooperative mood did you start today with a cooperative mood? Are you still resisting? Are you still resisting even Jesus being chasing after you as one of those night one of the 100? Hey, you feel that resistance? But the psalmist is saying you can trust him. You know God is going to take and all these ups and downs of the day, he's going to make sense of it someday. All those pieces, those quirks in my personality, which is pushes, pushes people away. Some, there's, there's some design in that. And something God can use in there. Pam is laughing at me again. But that's okay. You wouldn't believe the meals she prepared for me at camp. I couldn't believe it. I was so embarrassed by it. My blood sugars are better at camp than they are at home. Uh, Wow. That's an awful confession. But I felt a lot of pressure to stay away from ice cream. I had such good meals from her. But trust in the Lord. He is delighting in you that's uh, i'm uh, oh i'm jumping ahead but trust in him someday this is all going to make sense someday the evil is even going to make sense someday justice will reign someday someday all those promises that god has given they will be fulfilled someday so it says trust in the lord and do good see if we are fretting what happens in our life we allow fear to dominate don't we we let those anxious thoughts work their way into our head and our heart and our body and our, and as we learned that Bibleville even our brain is changed if we allow them to right and then we're paralyzed and we think oh there's nothing to do There's nothing I can do. Evil's too great. And yet this passage is saying, yes, there is. You can do good. That's the antidote for, for this evil in the world. Do good. Just do it. Keep practicing it. Practicing it. And what? As a result, we dwell in the land, and we do so. We enjoy safe pasture that really that really jumps off the page dwell in the land karen and i gave up wandering the earth 12 years ago and we're dwelling in saskatoon and saskatoon is okay it's not the best place in the world to be but it's pretty close apart from the weather it's it's pretty close and we've had a lot of dramatic stuff happening right But what this psalm is saying, if you trust in the Lord, it doesn't matter where you live on this earth. It doesn't matter. You can dwell, and you can be all here, right here, today. Everybody. Hey, the pastures are not greener everywhere else in the world than they are, well, especially now in Saskatoon. Hey, with all this rain. Imagine in May, imagining all this rain that we've had. The driest to the, I don't know if it's the wettest or whatever, but gotta move on. But the but the hope-filled life. It's an acrostic. Hope. The H is what help. Help. I need God's help, and it's just saying yes, God. It's just saying yes. God can do anything He wants. He could. Have the power to align your life to his purposes he has that ability to do that but he's waiting and he's saying just open the door just say yes just say yes and I'll come and I'll cooperate with your life and I said to the Bibleville kids Jesus will even share his superpowers with us and he does And you wouldn't believe what those little six to ten-year-olds could say are Jesus' superpowers. That Jesus overcame evil—that came from a six to ten-year-old—and Jesus will share that power with you. Isn't that awe-inspiring? And that say this life is worth living in the here and now, even right here in Riversdale, hey. Point two is a practice, and the O is. let's see if you can remember, I preached a couple of months ago about this. Can you remember what the O stands for in regards to revelation? Open. We stay open to God. We stay open to our life all around. And the Thomas says, take delight in the Lord. Dallas had a wonderful passage in it, but his was just a little bit, a little bit, just a little underneath this one. His was taking delight in the law of the Lord. Hey, and we can do that, and that's aligning. Hey, that's aligning with God. But this is take delight in the Lord. Wow. When we think of this world, God has given so much for us to delight in, hey? And some people have focused just on one area of life and delighted and they just go for it. I hope it wasn't hockey, because I don't see any of you waiting for a big contract. I hope you didn't get disappointed by waiting on hockey. I I went that path and had to give it up a few years ago. You delight in music, you have the Friesen family. They delight in music. And what's the result? Hey? They play beautiful music and that's wow, delight. We can delight in technology. And some some people over here delight in technology. But I hate to break the news, but something better's coming and and what you just bought isn't going to be worth anything in just a few months. Hey, eh? it just is going so fast. You can delight in creation, and we delight in, in sunsets. We can delight in, Karen delights in gardening. We can delight in, in birds. I've never seen so many birds as this year. Even at camp, did you? how many saw those, those long-haired woodpeckers? Did you see them? A few did. Yes. They might like nature. They saw them, hey? We can delight in these storms. Anybody delight in the storm? Did Anybody delight in that thunder, that, that lightning strike that hit the camp? kapoom Loved it! <laughs> it's to see that line and see that line that tried to carry that kind of power, and every couple of feet it's... Everywhere, hey? Um... Yeah. You know, uh a couple of weeks ago when we were packing we were packing up, somebody came along and he says, You he, he was I think he was referencing this verse, but he didn't say it. But he said, Do you believe that if I pray first thing in the morning that I can have a perfect day? And some resistance in me but I'm trying to be more agreeable as a person. Has anybody noticed that? Have I been agreeable? It's starting to show. I was agreeable to him. And I said, yeah, yeah, I think so. I said, if you totally are concentrated on God, then you can have a perfect day every day. Do you believe that? Somebody in your church doesn't. You need to talk to her. She doesn't believe that. And the irony was, while he, we were talking about this, I was having to unpack the trailer, repack the trailer, and I was taking an emergency call from the business at the same time and just thinking, man, I, sh- I should have prayed more this morning. <laughs> I should have prayed more. <laughs> we, we had, uh, back in seminary, we were, we were privileged to have somebody share their testimony and this gal I think she was focused on this she wanted to delight in the Lord alone in her life she had a very honest heart and she prayed the prayer God do I love you for who you are or do I love you for your benefits what a powerful prayer hey eh? and you know what happened she went into years of house arrest right after that years of it she became allergic to everything in the environment and she spent her time all alone because she had to live in this controlled environment or she would end up in the hospital a street would be paved a few blocks away she would end up in the hospital even though she was inside she was in isolation even from her family until God brought healing Are we in love with God for who He is? Are we delighting in Him for who He is or His many benefits? And that's the challenge of this psalm, hey? Take delight in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. This is sometimes misquoted. It's if we delight in God, He becomes number one in our life, hey? And then make it, New, numerous fonts less, delight in the Lord, and then in very small font, He'll give you the delights of your heart. But the delights are what? Him. Hey? It's Him. I've been trying to practice this sermon this week rather than just putting it together, trying to practice it. So yesterday, I spent the day, the afternoon, delighting in my granddaughters in Riversdale Pool. Hey. and my main job was going to be just to hold Evie because grandpa doesn't go in the water so he gets to hold Evie so I was gonna just practice just smiling at Evie and letting and seeing her smile but when I got there I ended up in the pool right away and I had people jumping off of me in the pool and I ended up having to share my fresca Um, Actually, the first one was drank by them, and I started on another one, and I had to share it. I didn't get any Fresca. One of the kids just loved drinking Fresca. Hey, But I was just delighting in them. Just delighting in them. And there's so much... That's the highest form of delighting, I think, apart from God Himself, is delighting in grandchildren. Any grandparents can say amen to that? Or great-grandparents? Yes. And then we're going to put the kids to bed and we got two of them down out of four and then the third one was going to go down and they said who's going to put you to bed she gets to choose and i thought for sure it was going to be grandma i was shocked grandpa is no way i was chosen over karen that is unbelievable but that's that's delighting hey but any of the things that we delight in that powerful powerful emotion and whatnot that's how much and even way way more god is delighting in his creation and the creation that chooses to cooperate with him that's how much he is delighting in you and he's fashioning you after his own son Jesus Christ that's what he's doing in us as we are cooperating with him hey and he's even sharing his superpowers the superpowers of forgiveness the superpower of recreating us all over again hey and, many, and we can fill out the list of many, many more. And for sake of time, and also because my preparation was finished at this point, I'll just share the next few points here very, very rapidly. Commit your way to the Lord. And what? Commit and trust in Him, and He will do it. We, when we roll this, actually what this is just saying is rolling your burden over on him. Roll it over. And be still. Be still. We practice that, hey, before his word. And really, if in order to actually practice that, we, we need to hear that. We need to hear the text several times over. And I challenge you to do Electio Divina and just look up Psalm 37 and practice that at home and just hear What that word is, what does rest mean in this whole passage, or fretting, what does that mean? Trusting, what does that mean? We said, we already addressed don't fret and refrain from anger. We can undo all of this hope, all these things that we're talking about this peace that God wants to give, this enlivening when we're still before Him, we can undo that in an instant, can't we? When that anger in us just wants to get out. And if you want to see anger, I could could show you. I practiced it in the first dozen years of my life. I got really good at it. It didn't do me a bit of good. Hey. Practicing that and my wrath, why? Because it can undo all of these other these other things of the heart. Hey. So as it close, I encourage you just to practice something. Billy Graham used the the Psalms. As he approached the Psalms, he said he had to read five a day to remain conversant, to remain on talking terms with God. So I encourage us to, through the month of August, read Psalm 1, then add 30, add another 30, add another 30, uh, right to the end, and then the next day, 2. Do 32, 62, 92, 122, do 152. Oh, sorry, there's no 52 years. But you practice 5 a day, and at the end of the month, just be amazed. God God wants to intersect in your life right now in the here and now as you trust in him in that through the Psalms listening to him the Lectio Divina practicing that